Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first class seat to one-on-one -on -one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. But before we get this show on the road, I want to say a quick thank you to GPS Radar for making this episode possible. GPS Radar is the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. Hey listeners, before we get started, I just wanted to thank you for all of your continued support of the Fashion Your Seatbelt podcast. The response has been just amazing. So please keep doing your comments and your feedback and also suggestions of people in the fashion industry that you would like me to interview. Put those in the comments as well and I'll look at those for maybe future interviews. And might I suggest that after you listen to this amazing podcast, you go back and check out the delightful interview I did with the Italian designer Fausto Puglisi. He really opens up about his lifelong love affair with fashion. I swear, it is a super treat. Now, let me tell you a bit about Miss Paola Cadimatori. The first thing you notice about Paola is her smile. It is always there, from ear to ear. Honestly, she is one of the most positive, upbeat people you are likely to meet working in fashion. And her colorful headquarters in Milan, where we did this interview, beautifully reflects her personality, as do her vibrant shoes and her eye-catching bags with their very distinctive clasps. Paola originally moved to Italy from Brazil, where she earned a degree in industrial design back in 2005, when she was just 21 years old. She wanted to both reconnect with her family's native country and study accessories design at the Instituto Marangoni. By 2009, Paola was spotted by Italian Vogue and competed in the magazine's Vogue Talents Award. That recognition motivated Paola to launch her own signature accessories brand in 2010, which right away stood out for its great designs, colorful pattern combinations, and that instantly iconic metal buckle clasp. And I can tell you from first-hand experience that once Paola's bag line was launched, every fashion it girl on the planet was clamoring to get one. But as the company grew over the years to include a line of shoes as well as small other goods, Paula always continued to make every client feel special. She was, and is, famous for sending handwritten notes to her customers in the mail. And by 2016, it came as no surprise that the fashion group Only the Brave, which is run by the charismatic Renzo Rosso, would come knocking on Paula's door and would end up acquiring a majority stake in the company. It's a move that has given her startup accessories company the sport it needs to supercharge its global expansion. Paula now finds herself in the pole position to become a worldwide household name in the luxury accessories market. And who knows, maybe one day in the not too distant future, fashionable women will be able to wear Cadimatori designs from head to toe. Paula, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm super happy that you're here. Milan. Um, okay, so we're going to start with something easy. Can we talk about your childhood and when you first got interested in fashion and how that first came to you? Well, I, well I, I'm Brazilian, so I was born in Brazil. I was still there like my whole childhood and uh, until uh, the age of 21 when I, when I finished, when I finished university of the industrial design. And um, when I was a child, you really used to go to my grandma's place. And I think the first memories of fashion was like going to her uh, closet, like 
drawing, looking to the things, and then like planning new place, new 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 toys that didn't exist, like uh, making my own paper uh, dolls or the, like doing like little houses inside like uh, shoe boxes. Oh yeah, I love doing that as a kid. And like all the, the things that I really want to express, like my creativity, and um, I think like the passion about the clothes, the accessories, was like actually going to her wardrobe now, because I have no one in family that works with fashion, mm. so um, it was like actually the personal taste of my grandma, and uh, and so that's really got me interested. And in Brazil, where I came, I came from Porto Alegre, it's a small town in mm -hmm. the south of the country. And we didn't have a fashion school or fashion no, university. And my parents didn't allow me to go outside to study or to Sao Paulo because they wanted that I would be, you know, doctor or in the medicine way because all my family works in that area. Okay. And I didn't want to. So what I did is like apply to industrial design as a mm -hmm. university. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, I start working. So uh, in the jewelry um, office, no, mm -hmm. that I, I used to draw, you know, the, the jewelry collection that mm -hmm. helps me a lot, because it was the only thing that I, I could like um, combine as a fashion, mm -hmm. but it was still a little bit like product design. Mm -hmm. And so that that your parents were convinced by that because it was more industrial. Yeah, more industrial. So I was like, oh, okay, you're doing jewelry, okay, fine. And then I used to work jewelry with jewelry in this office. In the morning, and the afternoon, and at night I used to do like University of Industrial Design. And okay. as I really want to do finish before, like because uh, the university was like four years and a half, mm -hmm. I finished in four years. I used to study, uh, because you can choose in university in Brazil if you want the classes at night or in the afternoon or Saturday. So I added as well classes on Saturday. Oh wow! So like for four years, I didn't have no vacation or nothing because I really want to do a master outside the country in fashion. Oh. So, so you're super driven, is what you're telling me. You knew what you wanted to do yes, from the beginning. Yes, since I was a child, I really wanted to work with fashion, with with shoes, like uh, with accessories. Shoes was always uh, like a big passion. But why shoes and accessory more than clothing? What was the appeal of? I think uh, uh, I was always I always had like an eye for accessories. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was a kid, I actually I used to draw shoes, looking to my grandma's more than clothes because I think uh, accessories tell you who you are. No, they 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 are like the complementary of what you're feeling. So they if you really need to wear clothes for a necessity mm -hmm. but the accessories you choose them mm -hmm. like um, you choose and you add in your look showing what you're thinking expressing yourself like giving the world you know the, the, the way that you're feeling you know if you wear my bracelets of her like tiny earrings or if you want you know to have like a extra high heel depends on your state of mind i think and 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 clothes, yes, but like it's a necessity. You mm -hmm. cannot not go. You can go outside naked. naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the handbag, like totally change your your way to be. If you have a small handbag, you have a kind of attitude. If you have a big uh, handbag, you had another you had another type of attitude. So I think it's um it's it's very interesting because it really stimulates me how people want. Uh, to, sh to show themselves how they want to appear, 
how they want to interact with the accessories. So I think all this kind of magic mechanism, how to make us more beautiful, how to how to make us more pretty and special, that really inspired me how I designed. So okay. that was something that I really. Do you remember? Remember. I remember when I was little and my first getting my first handbag and feeling like I, you know, I finally like a grown up. I had my first bag. Do you remember getting your first bag when you were when you were young and growing up? That what it was? Did you have a bag that you absolutely wanted to be, you know, to carry and own when you were young? To be honest, I the thing that was very interesting because I was a young. Um, we didn't have. A, all the big shops and big brands in Porto Alegre. We used to have Daslu, that was like the one that selected, in, that selected all the, the goods and bring to Brazil. The thing that was interesting, when I remember, is like it wasn't the item, but like supporting fashion. Because more in Brazil, because uh, I didn't have the access with my pocket, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get like uh, uh, all the, the super beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Because like uh, I was in Porto Alegre you have a party or something like that with your friends mm-hmm. so you used to have this small boutique that uh, they have like Alexandre York, Jerkovic uh, Carlos Miele like mm-hmm. uh, Gloria Coelho all the designers they are Brazilian the Brazilian based. yeah I know yeah, as well yeah and they are very, very, very good. Now, in and, and that time, it was the only thing that I could uh, access without like uh, having to go uh, to another place mm-hmm. no? to, to, to get uh, the goods. And um, the things that I really want, things that are different from the others. Mm-hmm. So um, it wasn't the bag, but like the feeling of have something special that somebody talk about it to make it. Mm-hmm. So that was really drives me as something that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, a dress that was made in a certain way, the, these materials, the shoe they were made, to, the handbag, like depends. It, I, it wasn't like the handbag or the shoe or one item. Mm-hmm. But things that like make me feel special. That I think is one of the most memory that I have with fashion in the past. That makes you feel special. Yeah. Well, and is that something that really important to me? people feel when they are wearing because we are all special and we need more special things to make us beautiful Hmm. and talking about your work i think you you graduated of course you got your master's degrees um in fashion management and accessories accessories as well double double um double degree and then like what a little stopover at at versace and then you launched your own line you were determined from the beginning what made you say, I'm going to make it, I'm going to launch my own line, as opposed to like taking some time and making mistakes with the ha- inside a house and then learning the ropes and then going out and launching. Why so quickly? I think mistakes we do all the time mm-hmm. because we are living this life to make mistakes so we can learn here to go to another place that is better. That is like my kind of life motto, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, life motto, not life motto, but like something that I try to realize. Uh, so if you wait until you complete, uh, no, mm-hmm. but this is your mistakes to do something else, you're wasting your time mm-hmm. because like uh, the life is just one. You have like one shot, and um, I really want to do something uh, by myself uh, and uh, as a project, no, because I think was really missing in uh, in fashion a kind of product that was uh, colorful, unique, uh, but like different that they have. Mm-hmm. Actually, I started with the shoes 
I didn't know that. With the project for Vogue Talents mm-hmm. because I was in the Versace handbags team mm-hmm. and I, I think it was unethical to, to, to start a collection of handbags for uh, the, the competition of Vogue Talents. Yeah. Because the first first one was a competition. Okay. Actually. So you felt personally that you didn't feel good about doing a bag line coming out of working in a bag company? Because Mm. I already knew what was going to the market. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do shoes. That was something that I always wanted to do as a child. Mm -hmm. And let's see what Mm -hmm. happens. And then it was very, very good. Like that black one is uh, the one of the the competition. It was like a prototype uh, in 2010, actually. Um, And uh, and then... uh, it was 2009 for 2010 and for me it was very important because uh, I realized the Spritz of Versace helps me to understand how about this mechanism is mm-hmm. and but after I start my own company with handbags because mm-hmm. it was what I could uh, afford Afford, afford. afford, yeah. It was more. It was less expensive to launch it with handbags than it was to shoes. Yes, because I thought that after, if you have all the size numbers that return or something like that, yeah, to be a there's lot no sizing with handbags. Handbags are no sizing, and as my parents helped me to say, okay, we're going to give you a, 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 a like a budget, mm-hmm. and if you can do it, fine. If you cannot do it, this is your problem. <laughs> so good. I really have to mm-hmm. make a noise. That's why I'm. I, st- I did a Bocconi to uh, to understand with the fashion manager and to help me to clear my mind with the, all the. So you d- uh, so you did the fashion management degree because you want you knew you you were getting this lump sum from your parents and then that was it. That was it. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Like I had like one shot and then I was like, okay, let's not gonna it. mess this up. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of there was a lot of when you were coming up there was a lot of logomania and branding and all of that and yet you decided not to put logos all over mm-hmm. you it was just the clasp the closing yes. clasp so can you talk a little bit about the process of creating it I know you even have a tattoo to your I yeah. mean that is commitment it's tattooed to your wrist so the yeah. Clasp. Yeah. how did you come up with the original um, design of it and and why did you decide to do a clasp as your signature as opposed to your actual signature yeah I really wanted to do something that a symbol that uh, could tell a little bit about myself mm-hmm. and uh, my point of view I didn't want my name enormous but I want something that could recognize that someone thinking on you to mm-hmm. you know when you when you get something okay this was created by Paula mm-hmm. and this was special made by her for me that I'm the client that is buying so that the feeling that I used to have I want to put as well in all the, the collections the buckle uh, I started because I really want the symbol and as I my first first job was jewelry I really wanted to something that could be a jewelry mm-hmm. in the handbag that would be like that more special. And as I have a, all a temporal shapes that can carry on uh, on, the, on the time. Yeah, they're very timeless. Your shapes, timeless. they're classic shapes. Yeah. The buckle give that to us that like a little bit like uh, contemporary, something that is kind of different. Mm-hmm. And um, it started from the Greek P, and took I took six months until I arrived at the design, the, the final shape. No, because I took like okay. I started with um, like uh, the Greek P and then oh the, like, the, the sign for pie the sign for pie ecco. yeah P Greco sorry P Greco si sì. <laughs> ho capito <laughs> and then I'm like oh, okay no I mean we don't that's oh no that's a sign like a double T I didn't like it and then I was like okay, oh let's do it like this and then oh how can I do a little bit more human and then I started like this and then okay I oh, you know like let's give some shape and mm-hmm. then like 
da, da, da. and then and then I have this is a, a something from a watch that I used to have it and then I thought okay let's do a, a closer and then everything started from that to follow together wow okay so the buckle is definitely a signature of your collection but the other thing that is really quite um, uh, you know stand out what's another thing that really stands about out about your brand is the colors because your colors are I love off colors. the chart you really are especially in an industry where that's at the time when you started, that was not at all in fashion. Yeah. So, is that where all the Brazilian spice and comes from? I, I think yes. I think I think like the um, all the colors and the mixing materials, the colors together is something that uh, maybe come with me from 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 my heart, from even like my background in Brazil. Mm-hmm. But for me, color is very important because I think. Mm. Uh, Color is the beat of life. The heartbeat of the life. Heartbeat of life. Mm. Yes, like uh, the same thing as music. So you need to have that plane, that like that color, that something that like you give you, you know, like a big blue wall. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, it, it's something that is important that like brings your heart, like something. You know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think um, sometimes um, and in. in personally talking um, life is not that easy you, you pass a lot of things that are very difficult I came here by myself when I was 21 without my family without friends without nothing mm-hmm. I came to study and um, you pass a lot of time by yourself mm-hmm. alone with your problems with your difficulties and um, I think when you have uh, an objective in life and you really want to do something by yourself I think color helps <laughs> <laughs> colors brings you that feeling okay yeah let's do it like mm-hmm. it's a beautiful color oh yeah it energizes you color energizes yeah. you I know when I was always with Susie whenever she was you know tired or whatever she'd always put on red to kind of like get herself her energy yeah. back up yeah uh, so like memory, memory, memory of that time. that time no I know I get choked up about a lot of things like that too um, well listen let's talk about then um, this whole concept of you've come from Brazil to Milan and you've been very very vocal about the whole idea that it's made in Italy it's Italian um, why I know I know why that's important but can you talk about why it's important to you that that, that your pieces be made in Italy I think Italy has like um, incredible thing that like this is a handcraft function value. Uh, it's incredible value that you can add on the on the on the on the product because like you can uh, co- confront yourself with like artisans that are like in millennials of generation how things can be made you can like develop new things mm-hmm. and the most important is like uh, they really know how to deal with luxury materials they really have like that kind of value that came from like the the skin that haven't is that that aren't even isn't colored yet mm-hmm. until like the final product like it's like a whole the filiera mm-hmm. and that goes around together and um, I think made in Italy for me is something that I really respect because it's ethical as well mm-hmm. so it's ethical it's innovative it's luxury mm-hmm. it, it's something that. Um, it's a special thing. Right now we are in the time that if you want to buy something, it's a lot of things in the market now. Mm-hmm. So if you want to choose something for you, it must be special for you in that moment. So I think when you know how things are done and you know what is behind, you really appreciate that that is made actually for you. No? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I hate mass market. And I think that destroys a lot of the process of the creativity 
and I hate seeing now by now because mm-hmm. I think uh, things in life if you wait you have more time to uh, enjoy the flavor mm-hmm. and salivate the waiting and I think uh, uh, the process that you wait if you saw something that you like really stimulates I- you as a person to create and to find a solution and I think life is about that mm-hmm. it's c- because everything if you find is already on the plate uh, and it's already served mm-hmm. you don't have nothing special to desire there's no desire anymore if everything's yeah. immediately there in front of you it's a pity because I think that's a thing that's all about like all the generation and uh, but I hope the desires come back because hmm. like we need that in life yeah it's true there's the younger generation has this kind of you know instant gratification thing they they don't they're not used to or accustomed to waiting for anything but yeah. desire is a good thing it's a good thing yeah for I sure like, I like Instagram my perspective of view Instagram is something that is good to share you mm-hmm. know to share your moment to share what you're doing to share but like um, all this uh maniacal things that I mm-hmm. want it now I have it now I need it now mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes it's too crazy mm-hmm. it's too much well I mean speaking though about social media and Instagram from literally almost one season to the next everybody in Italy at the shows had your bag like can you talk a little bit about your thinking and your marketing and how every single girl who was getting photographed outside the shows and everyone who was sitting in the front row had one of your amazing colorful bags like what was your process? I mean, because people dream about having that kind of immediate success that you had. Was it? Te- was there something technical that you did? Uh, well, I think the technical that I did is we're really believing on my project mm. since the beginning. I think that really helps. But uh, I think now and when I nowadays it just believe in the project doesn't is not enough. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, sh- showing to the, the had the opportunity to show to the, the right people like having as well uh, the opportunity to to give the handbags to, to go to go around the fashion shows mm-hmm. uh, and that was something that really helped uh, not as a placement but they really because I didn't have in the beginning uh, that budget but like the, the product was very people like it mm-hmm. and so they even like we, we send the collection oh can I have this one to go to wear in the fashion show like mm-hmm. yeah yeah for course for, mm-hmm. for sure for of course and um, and that was really um, a lot of lucky mm-hmm. because in the same time was all the street style going on mm-hmm. so I think it was a, a lot of things that the mechanism happened in the same, same time. time yeah perfect but timing perfect timing that really helps me mm-hmm. and um, I think uh, the product exists because uh, um the product exists like uh, in the way that you the product speaks by itself mm-hmm. and um and it's my aim things to do i want to when i create a handbag i really want to think that i do handbags to collect like they are pieces of art they, they even if they have a lot of colors they can like work with a lot of uh, nuance of colors of outfit mm-hmm. and um, having people wearing was something that i was really like i couldn't believe mm-hmm. but i was actually a male contacting even like because I really wanted to have the contact with the, the fashion journalists and mm-hmm. with people that I really love the style and say like would you like we want to ha- have a handbag uh, and yeah you were I remember you would send personal handwritten personal. notes which like was so not happening everybody was direct messaging or texting and there was that yeah. personal note really set you apart as well yes even to invite for the the presentation yeah. like uh, writing personal but I think it's very important the personal contact mm-hmm. because um I'm 
I'm I'm a designer, but um, I don't have one muse in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, my muse are women. So every woman that I met in my life or that I really had, uh, I look after like you, Miroslava, Anna Del Russo, each one has one reason. And so uh, it's like when you take the pieces to, to design the, the right project and that really stimulates me. And mm. I think uh, he, the, the, the collection has a, like a very large setup of like four different women yeah there's a real broad appeal to it for sure for sure for sure and then and now so when we talked um last year in november you had just signed on with only the brave becoming part of the the stable of amazing brands of renzo uh, renzo rosso so since then we haven't really talked what has that been like why did you decide then first of all to join only the brave and um, and become part of that group, and then what's what's it been like since since you've joined? Um, well, I was already looking uh, for a partner to mm-hmm. the company because um, I did everything that I could by myself. I arrived uh, uh, with the company around three million and something alone, and uh, it, it it it's a lot of work because it's impossible to be a creative and management in the same time Mm -hmm. Uh, even if you can have a lot of uh, common sense to do things um, it's a lot of things that uh, it's it's not my work directly Mm -hmm. and and uh, it was arrived at the time to have someone that had more experience than me to to drive things in in the right way and uh, Renzo, I had the opportunity to, to meet him when I was speaking in uh, the BOF, uh, the BOF yeah. conference in Camera della Madre in Italy. And uh, he listened to my panel and after we, we met and then we liked each other and things really happened from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the Eastern that I met Renzo, he's such a marvelous person. He has such a big heart. And first of all, he's like a person that I really stimulates uh, me as like I don't know how to say like um, that you really admire mm-hmm. as a person as an entrepreneur and what he done mm-hmm. and uh, he started things by himself uh, just like you just like yeah me, so, so he can that, relate so yeah he can relate and, and it's something that is amazing and I think uh, uh, it couldn't be a best partner mm-hmm. to be part of this project and I'm, feel, I'm feeling so grateful and so help uh, so glad that I have the help uh, to to get in the right road mm-hmm. with uh, with this brand. That so you've got, is. so with so you've got on the right road with Renzo with the brand. So you've got shoes now. You've got bags now. So what's the What's the plan looking forward? Where are you going? Well, I had the opportunity to do the first pop-up shop. Yes. So that was a big investment. We are going to do the e-commerce until the end of the year. Mm. We bring the sales in turn. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of a, a restructuring, restructuring. restructuring of the company uh, to make things uh, no, more solid and, mm-hmm. and, and, and build the right base mm-hmm. to, to continue growing the company. And I think probably not this year for sure, but like uh, probably soon we're going to have the first shop, the first retail, and it's a lot of big plans coming okay. on. That's great. Do you think of ever wanting to bring in clothing as an option, or is that, or do you really just your love is is accessories and you want to stay there? I would love if I have to say I have a big dream. Yes, I'll say I would love to do three hundred sixty degrees of the brand because. Uh, 
I want to see women more beautiful and a lot of things that uh, you really you cannot find in the market mm-hmm. because it's everything is such massificated even mm-hmm. if the big brands mm-hmm. uh, are on the on the on, on this game now mm-hmm. and um, I think it's very it, I would love I would, I would love to do but it's something that definitely is not for now mm-hmm. because so in the far future maybe one day in the far future one day I wish yeah. Yeah. Be very, I will have a lot of fun <laughs> okay so now comes the time when I'm going to ask you the five generic fashion questions I ask everybody okay. so these are five questions there everybody gets asked and you probably get to ask them all the time over the years and you're sick of answering them but no. this. so these are the five generic fashion questions okay. so the first one is what is the most treasured piece of clothing or accessory that you own oh it's like my it's um, a piece uh, it's a, a pendant mm-hmm. uh, that used to be from my great-great-grandma mm. and it's a little bit broken but I still wear it they have the picture of me my grandma and my mom inside uh, uh, so it's like a locket a locket yeah oh. and this is for me is the most uh, treasured thing because I really love it mm-hmm. when I was a child and then she gave it to me oh. now she's like uh, 85 and she's like you need to have it and we're like okay grandma <laughs> <laughs> I agree I agree <laughs> I agree <laughs> Um, okay, so what is the one item of clothing or accessory um, that every woman should really invest money in? Oh, high heels. <laughs> okay. High heels, high heels. Really? Why high heels? Beautiful Says the girl who does handbags, but handbags. okay. Uh, high, well, I do high heels. I know you well. do high heels too. Because I think um, high heels, it's something that really gives you high so when you have like the right pair of shoes you can walk with confidence that you even can have like just a clutch in the hand and it'll be like fantastic as long as you've got the good heels yeah okay um who is your favorite designer living or dead i have a lot ah okay you can have That's, a couple uh, because um i don't have one one favorite but i really i adore some of the the designers like uh, that i could be like Mucha Prada, Jada Bonner is doing like a great job, uh, Ralph Simmons, uh, mm-hmm. Alaya, like uh, I have you a lot of You are a fashion them. fan. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, two more questions. Um, what is the one fashion trend you will never follow? White cowboy, cowboy boots. White cowboy boots? Yes. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> um, and then final question. What do you love most about fashion? I think... Uh, the most beautiful thing about fashion is like the state of mind that it gives to you. Mm. Like uh, uh, fashion bring, brings you dream, uh, brings you joy, brings you good energy. And I think the most wonderful thing is like when you like you can go to the shop and look and find and dress and like express or maybe get something vintage or even something that doesn't cost anything mm-hmm. like is the way that you express and that's beautiful mm-hmm. because if you have the chance to express who we really are it's something that is priceless Paula, thank you so much for taking the time i really appreciate it thank you thank you darling you're amazing Don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seatbelt? No problem. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. No fuss, no muss. Fashion Your Seatbelt is made possible thanks to the wonderful people at Launchmetrics, the software company that is powering the fashion industry, and GPS Radar, the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect in style. I am a member of GPS Radar, and I can tell you, as a journalist, it has made my work life run much more smoothly.
Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.